0: remember did we ever force any of you to play mountains of madness
1: not yet or oh.
0: mansions of madness sorry
1: not yet
2: mansions of Madness. i played betrayal house on the hill does that count nope. uh that's a good
3: game don't get me wrong but no. it's very close in some ways <laughs>
1: so we've been ma- trying to organize us playing mansions of madness for like years
0: yeah because we've so
1: tried we've
0: tried it's a it's a long game like betrayal it takes a quite a few it takes a few hours but the whole idea is you're playing a game uh, it's a board game with, you have to use the uh, computer to watch things play out, and you're basically playing a Call of Cthulhu-themed story, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's we a- need
1: to, like, just organize a weekend and um uh, and do that, because yes. I gotta, you know, we gotta do our tattoos, we gotta do Mansions of Madness.
2: Wait, so, so, wait, wait, you say House board warming. game, you don't mean Discord. No, 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 no. This should you be even in real- like the real world. Okay.
3: Yeah, we have to have the game board, the pieces, Dude, the pawns. Well, you know.
2: we've got to get like our guest bathroom sorted, but we need to have people at this stupid house soon, or I'm gonna blow <laughs> my brains out. No, um, <laughs> that's we- extreme. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but no, like we just—it would be cool if we like had everyone here.
3: Yeah, if possible. Well, once everybody's feeling better, that'll make a big difference. Honestly, same with. That's, that's the weird
4: thing about, like, board game cafes. Like, I, I like having board game cafes around, but, like, they've got this entire shelf of board games. And there's, like, maybe four you can play because, like, so many of them are like, great, here's an encyclopedia of rules, and the game takes 47
3: hours to play. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: Like to- like whatever that small world game is. And I do not want to touch that game. It's oh, just small so- world
3: small is fun, but you yeah, have to get used to it. I
0: don't want to.
3: That's fair.
0: <sighs> Welcome to the undercooked analysis game board game cafe.
3: Yeah, we, we decided we're not reading stories anymore. We're gonna review board games.
0: Oh fuck. Well, could that be fun in podcast oh, form?
4: Hope you didn't order any food because you already have to push two tables together to play this board game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right uh actually it is good you did start with um a description of uh you know something related to the lovecraft uh the the you know cthulhu mythos i did
0: that on purpose i know you
3: did that on purpose but before that i have a quick point of order first of all uh let's introduce our our readers today it is me david you've got kayla hi you've got alan yo yep. you've got abysme hello and you got paprika aye. and we're all here uh, to read you a story that was submitted to us by uh, apparently Cthulhu himself. Thank you. What? I'll get to that cool. in a second. Cthulhu
2: himself.
3: Yes, I'll get. I'll get to the why in a second. But quick point of order: I didn't
2: know he was literate.
3: He will he be like? <laughs> he be like beyond comprehension? Literate, wouldn't he? I really look forward to reading the first two words of this story and like uh, blood pouring out of my eyes.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay first point of order you guys yeah just-
3: sorry point of order so i meant to do this like a couple episodes ago but and i owe kane mac an apology for this but uh kane mac hid a secret message in the end of uh baby blue jay and uh i want to make sure that that gets read because i promised i would read it uh so if you remember baby blue jay is a story that is from a cat's perspective or a cat eats a baby blue jay. And then uh, angry Blue Jay ghosts and stuff appear and make them finish eating the decomposing Blue Jay Bonnie. That said, uh, K-Mac has this note. Mandu is, as you've probably already figured out, a tabby cat. His full name is Cat Mandu, Mandu for short, but his owners call him Doodoo. Don't worry, he'll be hunky-dory again after a trip to the vet. So the cat does not die. He just goes to the vet.
2: Good. Yay. It's important that we know that.
3: Well, no one likes it when an animal dies in a thing, you know? <laughs>
2: about a dead blue jay
3: (laughs) oh
2: Kayla, you're
3: absolutely right this is a fair yeah this is a fair point which is where the horror comes in
2: yeah
3: i got inspired after my cat guppy brought home a dead adult pigeon tore its wing off ate it and then went to check his her food bowls leaving me with a mess needs to say it was a terrifying sight not to mention the time she found a dead mouse she had left a day before and (laughs) ate it only to puke a few minutes later cats are weird man i mean yeah that's true
0: has, huh. I, I I mean two like the I think almost not you but almost everyone here has either a owned a cat or b owns a
3: cat.
4: Yeah, um, they uh, they're dumb.
3: <laughs> they can be pretty dumb.
4: My cats are uh, pretty gay.
2: <laughs> they can be dumb and gay. Yeah, no,
4: not not all cats.
3: Um, <laughs> hashtag Dummy not gay. all cats. Hashtag not all cats. My cats uh,
4: are are gay.
0: Oh, okay. So, so
3: dumb and or gay is like, what you're saying.
0: Like
4: not like not like high school insult gay. My cats are homosexuals.
0: <laughs> oh,
4: queer queer cats. Yeah. Okay.
0: Hashtag to support queer cats.
1: Hashtag. There's, there's dummy thick and be dummy gay. Do do you <laughs> you? dummy gay? Do you,
2: I mean I haven't known animals to have sexual orientations because they'll pretty much just hump anything.
1: Oh yeah, no. Like penguins. Yeah. It's like 300 species or something that are classified as as can be homosexual i think
3: uh-huh i mean our dog humps pillows sometimes is you well know, dogs nice. are just horny dogs don't yeah. yeah. fuck anything that's true mm-hmm. that is very true especially dogs like randomly hump legs and stuff I, too. I, I
0: love the fact that every person who is whenever they realize oh your dog it humps pillows that's weird isn't she fixed
1: it don't don't matter <laughs>
0: it don't, don't matter. thing if
3: it feels good on that Thing <laughs> doop 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 doop. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So Kane Mac, sorry it took me a bit. I need to take more notes and be more careful, be more concise about when to fall through. But there you go. There's additional context for that story for anybody who listened to Baby Blue Jay. You can go back and listen to that episode if you have not already. I recommend it. It was actually a pretty good read. Just uh, very gross.
4: Yeah, real gross.
3: Super super gross. Anyway, uh, this story that we are reading, as I said, was sent to us by cthulufatogon at gmail.com and is credited to Cthulhu. <laughs> cool.
2: Well, it was sent by Cthulhu Fatogon. I, I mean, it's the same thing you say to Cthulhu.
1: Well, not to, more about, as in praise. Oh. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that my 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 Dark Lord finally got his internet up and running.
3: Yeah, I mean, you gotta <laughs> imagine that, like, getting someone out to really, to like, install yeah. internet, it's yeah. gotta be really hard, you know? <laughs>
1: running fiber to relay took a really long time
3: not to mention like six out six of the seven people they sent um went mad as you know just by with getting within like a three mile proximity of the city
1: everyone yeah. who's like on under this is the day before they retire they get sent out on the relay job <laughs> <laughs> none of them come back
3: well, and then when they get scam. back, like, you know, this was life threatened. This was like, like a risk to my life and sanity, right? And then they they kind of tap their chin and go, well, at least we didn't send you to the, uh, we didn't try to send you on the Haster job. Mm. No, thank you. <laughs> Where can we find Haster? Oh, in the yellow pages. <laughs> <Nerd>. Any- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Cthulhu. Now rice- you have to explain the joke.
1: The king in yellow, yellow wallpaper. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, uh. moving on.
3: Uh, Cthulhu writes, this is a fave of mine as I'm always ready for some Lovecraft bloodshed. Here's hoping you enjoy it It too, Cthulhu. Uh, Hugs so, and
1: kisses. Okay.
3: <laughs> XOXO, Cthulhu. Uh, or, oh, actually, uh, to give proper author credit, I believe Cthulhu wrote this, but uh, channeled it through the mind of Ryan Olienek. Okay. All right. So we have some proper credit there, but I think I think we want to credit it as Cthulhu. But I'll make sure that uh, Ryan is also credited as being the vessel through which Cthulhu wrote this story or presented this story. Oh, well, Cthulhu Fatagan
4: means no worries. Well, the rest of your days they're
3: numbered. <coughs> so this is this story is called Upon the Mountain, and it looks to be an epistolary story. Is
2: it called Up on the My Mountain favorite. or Upon the Mountain?
3: Upon the Mountain. Oh, Okay reindeer <laughs> falls <laughs> up on a, the mountaintop
2: uh, sing 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 so what order? down
3: through l.a. goes this string
0: uh so what order are we
3: uh well there's in a rare instance there's five of us in here so that's kind of nice um hey kayla you want to start uh sure Good um
0: one. dear brother gregor do i keep reading yeah
3: keep going that's <laughs> the really that's really <laughs> short
0: if you're reading this letter then i must admit that i'm glad that the lord saw it fit to find its way to you but i warn you do not come to the mountain i know you must be confused by my words as i am sure you do not know which mountain i'm speaking of but this is for the best in other words don't go to any damn mountain
3: we all know that mountains don't actually exist
1: that is i've been wanting to flat
2: for mountains
1: i've been wanting to run a um uh a fake like because like fortune cookies don't actually have fortunes in them anymore no they don't so I've wanted to just like put in things that are like don't get on the highway don't go on <laughs> don't go to the mountain and just like cryptic shit to fuck <laughs> with people. and do not come to the mountain is a great one like s- sure circulated during winter
2: every time he brings this up though I re- I always tell him that there's probably a reason that people don't do this and it's probably Ooh. the massive lawsuits that would take out anyone that does do it's it. it's
1: telling people to not do things
2: uh-huh You must never know where this damn
0: place is. And if you do find out, you must never come here. No doubt you're worried about me. I've been gone longer than originally planned. I bet there are those who say that I ran away from the church, that I've done something wrong and I am hiding it. Ignore their lies. I would never turn my back on my friends and family. There are things that have changed, but my love for my brothers and our flock remains the same. All right. Uh, Okay. Not a bad intro. Uh, Who's next? Hmm.
1: Let's do Kayla, David. David paprika me alan Cool.
3: cool works for me i have been debating if i should tell you my tale of all that i have witnessed i have tried to write it before but the words are so blasphemous and vile that i could not stomach the sight of them i burned them i burned away those awful words but i must warn you and warn all of those who may approach this nightmare i will try to tell you what has unfolded here but i feel that no mortal words will ever fully describe these events firmly firmly lovecraftian yeah, I'll barely yeah. talk about what I said. I'm
2: already rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, ah, no, Okay, if it we
3: we picked this story because we I picked this story, namely because I knew that like the three of us, the three of you, were going to be in this one with us. So. Mm-hmm. But specifically, a me Because this, this
0: is a lot of front loading. But if it because I know it's Lovecraftian inspired, I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. This-
3: The man yeah. loved his front loading. Yeah,
4: and uh, powdered milk and cheese.
2: know. <laughs> God, he was he right. was a weird person. Abyss me, read your section.
1: It's your section.
2: No, it's it's you first, I thought. No. Oh, okay, fine. You. It all started when I was approached by the church about a village that rests on the side of a mountain. They had told me that there had been some strange going on going-ons that had been troubling the residents. People had been disappearing overnight. Men and <laughs> men and women rambling about some entity that lived on the mountain.
1: Dracula.
2: But what really had the church interested was the word angel. The message that came from the mountain that had mentioned that some of the affected spoke of an angel talking to them. And then they would varnish. Vanish. (laughs) (laughs) Varnish.
3: The angel said, clean up the town. And they did.
2: (laughs) I certainly had my doubts when they uh, told me this. I would never have believed that God had sent one of his warriors down to our flawed world. To speak to some miners. And why did people disappear? Surely an angel would wish to spread the word of God to others. A demon would make more sense. Driving those poor people mad with his wicked powers and stealing them in the dark. And what better castle for the devil to hide under? Plotting his evil ways.
1: I am getting such strong midnight, midnight mass. mass yeah. yeah, yeah. To, to our <laughs> just,
0: I, also, how dare he? It's like, why would he speak to some miners? What do you have against miners, bro? Like <laughs> they all
1: got the black lung. You can't
3: trust You're them. Sixteen tons what, what do, do you, you get? get? This is presumably a
4: holy man, so he's not trusted around miners.
3: Yeah. Oh. oh! oh! Fucking savage! I was wondering
4: how long it would
0: take. <laughs> I I was tempted to make that joke, but then I'm like, I voted against it. I appreciate that. Alan, Kayla Kayla's it. classier than that. I try to be.
1: They wanted was, me to go out I'll to give the mountain. A fuck?
0: <laughs> As I say, I think I burped at the beginning of this. Too. You did.
1: <laughs> they wanted me to go out to the mountain to investigate these strange occurrences and to see if a warrior of the Lord truly came to our world. But they also warned me that I may be forced to face one of the devil's many soldiers instead. I did not fear, though, as I knew the Lord would be with me. I would exorcise this demon and bring peace back to their mountain. I accepted the mission without hesitation.
4: For our trip, I brought Brother Douglas with me. As if things were as bad as they could be, we would need each other. And we were joined by a man named Jonathan Barnes. Johnny Barnes.
2: Johnny Bonds. Johnny Bonds. <laughs> Are we just going to spend the story describing people like in that terrible story that Kayla recommended? Oh, oh no. You
3: mean White Worm?
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> no,
3: no.
0: I'm kidding. I, first Never of all, I, I did not recommend it. I knew
2: it was going to be bad.
3: It was a project.
2: Yes. Kayla I, recommended this terrible book <laughs> and we all admonish her for it. God <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 Kayla, it could be worse. You could have suggested things.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's on you guys. I blame yeah. both of no, that, you and
4: Alan. <laughs> Hold 100% on. Me. Okay, time out. <laughs> that was all a Bizme.
3: <laughs> <man. laughs> <laughs>
1: I bought Shudder specifically to watch
4: things and show it to people.
3: And now I wish I hadn't. <laughs> Alan,
0: Abby, and a things, I...
4: Things was 100% a Bizme's pink. <laughs> 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 Granted, I am a worse person than a Bizme. Because yeah. Abysme didn't know and showed it to both of us. Uh, I knew and I've shown it to
3: more people.
0: Yes, you are still a terrible person. And you?
3: the fact that you haven't lost friends as a result is kind of surprising.
0: And one I of those people also
3: this. watched it again.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> what? And, and showed it to other people. This Jeez. is a
1: true cursed tape. Yeah. Like, this is a real one.
4: <laughs> and also, and because I did that, uh, uh, I have not died in seven days via japanese little ghost right. Girl. Right. I,
0: I feel i feel like by saying like don't watch things like asking your listeners don't watch the movie things that's just begging people to say hey it's like the real bye-bye man
1: yeah you can't do anything if you if you don't talk up you you have to talk about it because it's just that fucking bad but if you say don't watch it they're gonna watch it if you say do watch it they will watch it you're trapped no matter what you do watch it oh, at yeah. your own peril that's
2: why i've totally seen this movie
1: Go ahead. I'm not watching it with it you. It's really
4: bad. If anyone, if anyone here listening is wants to hear more about the Bye Bye Man, <laughs> uh, hey, go listen to Jameson tapes. Yeah. Hell's anyway.
0: yeah. Uh, should I? Is it my turn or nope. no? Wait, uh, no. Alan's turn. You're still. No, Alan's still. Uh, going.
4: Uh, and we were joined by a man named Jonathan Barnes, who was responsible for taking us to the village. He was one of the older men who helped run things in the small minor town, the minor small town, uh, and had personally come to the church for help with the Draculas. I, I
1: really am feeling Bram Stoker right now with this setup, too. Not he, loaded midnight us,
4: mass. he loaded us up in his courage, and we began to, our long trek to the mountain of Draculas. I will not tell you how many days it took, nor what we saw during the trip, Draculas. I fear that you would use these as clues. Exclusive- okay this is better this is better than white worm immediately because we're just passing by the trip
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: this part was boring so i'm not going to tell you about it thank god holy (laughs) shit thank you (laughs) i also i really do actually like the built-in like I don't have to provide detail here because technically that would reveal where I am. It's that's a nice yeah. little, almost kind of like lamp shading or something. I like. Yeah,
0: that. It, it, there's a reason why it's like I'm not going to describe the trip because I don't want you to figure out where this place is because I, re- I I want to tell you about what happened to warn you, but I I'm not going to make sure you can find it. Well, it's on a mountain. That's I all fear, we know. Do you know I how fear, many mountains there are in the world?
2: A lot. Not I very many because the
0: earth is flat.
4: I fear that you would use these as clues <laughs> to my location as you were always a curious
0: one. Um, at last, we made it to the base of the Accursed Mountain, and we were taken up by a team of mules. Some may see the mule as a dirty animal. Who
2: who does? Is <laughs> I guess people who are around mules a lot, because yeah. I have no opinion.
1: That we all, I mean, they're like stereotypically dumb, but that's just a stereotype. No one only really sees them as dirty. You yeah, know, that's kind of weird.
0: But after our trip up those t- treacherous slopes, my eyes see uh, entirely different creatures. Such bounce and stability. No wonder our savior rode uh, upon their father as he traveled the streets. What?
1: The father mule. The all mule.
4: <laughs> Regardless of. <laughs> I come from a very strange church. church where we believe that mules are Jesus.
2: <laughs> we don't worship Jesus so much as the mule he sat on
0: regardless of the terrain we made it to the plagued village and were greeted by the townsfolk even if i had been brought here without any knowledge i would have known something is wrong the looks of everyone who arrived were were wait but the looks of everyone who arrived were that of those who ran from sleep and hid from things that could not see that's kind of a weirdly worded sentence but just it is an a cool, unfortunate breaks
2: but it, it, it is
1: a cool concept though i like no, I, I like what's being said i
0: like so, the sentence honestly so far this this uh story has been very intriguing and strong yeah. uh this is the only time the sentence uh, like when i read it out loud was like mm, it's a little yeah. off but th- that's it's not a bad like like just, it happens uh the looks of everyone who arrived were that oh wait i said that already the... my bad Each of them was haunted by whatever was happening there. Their faces alone steeled my resolve to help them. And I know Brother Douglas thought the same.
2: Okay, so uh, (gasps) we're probably gonna, uh, I'm gonna do- A whole bunch of sleepy ass people here. We gotta help them? What are we helping them with? we're gonna sing dracula. him a song to put some sleep Dra-
4: draculas
0: <laughs> i still think of that one thing where uh well i forget what movie it was where she's like are we doing with some sort of dracula <laughs> like referring to vampires as draculas oh this...
4: um the bog
0: the bog yeah, yeah
4: the bog.
0: <laughs> what
2: a... I, I feel like all that's all right
4: we're gonna tap on your walls a little here ah geez this place is crawling with draculas <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're endangered species you know you can't get rid of them the normal ways
4: yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to set out some some Dracula pellets
1: (laughs) I firmly um like Aqua Teen Hunger Force there was a running trope in that show of just they Shake would say yeah well Dracula's coming tonight like never vampires (laughs) it's always specifically Dracula and that has stuck with me for my entire life (laughs)
0: So David's on the phone with someone right now. I don't know who. I assume it's something important.
4: Hey, I'm David. Uh, hey. Play six hundred underground.
3: Okay.
0: uh What did I miss? Uh, basically, um, uh, Dracula. No. What uh, does sounds sound like? Uh, they climbed. Uh, he's he's there at the the town by the mountain, and apparently, people look like they haven't slept in forever. Uh, okay. And uh, and we're also, supposed to care.
3: We met with the rest of the town leaders, with Jonathan introducing us to them all, and they told us the whole story. The occurrences began after the village had witnessed a brilliant light falling from the one, from from the, from from the sky the, one night. Yes. They had first chalked it up as a falling star, and even though it was unusually bright, but not long after the event, people began to complain of severe headaches. With such, with some in such pain that they could barely, they could uh, hardly. It was
2: walk. a radioactive meteorite. <laughs>
3: Meteor shit. That sounds
2: like that sounds like radiation poisoning.
3: I- I'd say so too. Uh, they were forced to remain in bed as they waited for the pain to subside. The village had no real doctors here, but there were those who knew basic first aid. They did their best to try and lighten the pain, but there was only so much they could do. But it wasn't long before more than half, the, more, more the half the village. I think oh, it should be to... then. More yeah. than half the village suffered from these migrates, and the leaders. Damn, migraines suck, and the leaders were beginning to worry. It was some strange disease had entered the town. Entered the town. They began discussing plans to send someone down off the mountain to see, see I assume, seek see. medical help, or at the very least, get those unaffected away from the town before they could set any plan in motion. The talk of angels began. Ooh, Ooh. Dracula's. Dracula's. Girl, you're Dracula's. my angel. You're my darling. Well, and now Dracula. we're talking about
2: radioactive Dracula's.
3: Radioactive. Uh, radioactive.
4: Definitely a band I used to play bass for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Radioactive Dracula's. It was fir- It started first with the bedridden, calling out to some unknown being as they slept. They spoke of an angel who beckoned them, who one that had come to the mountain. These nightly murmurs turned into daylight ramblings, and they stated that the voice of the angel still spoke to them. At first, this voice seemed to disturb them with them begging for medicine that would rid its call. But slowly they began to accept the voice and even speak back to it. When s- what started out as a fear and confusion had turned into love and worship, the angel that haunted their minds was now some godlike figure that brought, the- brought peace of mind to them. Those with the voice- voices stopped going to work or even leaving their houses preferring to stay inside and listen to the voice. The, uh, The village council had tried to get them to come out of their homes, but they refused. Forceful removal caused the victims to become extremely violent, and they lashed out at their friends and families like wild animals. Those who questioned or insulted the voice that they heard were met with anger and fists. Apparently one man hacked his wife apart with an axe when she questioned the voice that spoke to him. Yeah. Dude! They had been married for over 40 years. Cool. He hated her that much. Cos- <laughs>
1: wow. Cosmic-influenced madness. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Things became worse when other people began to hear the beckoning voice quickly falling into the revenant trance that the others did. Those free of its sound soon locked themselves in their own homes, scared that they would too fall to its hypnotic voice. Work screeched to a halt and the whole village became a ghost town as people hid from the outside world. The councilmen met again to discuss what to do. With everyone locked away, they worried that their own people would starve to death rather than risk stepping outside. The quickest solution was to deliver food to the unaffected and check in on those who the angel spoke to. It was then that they discovered several disappearances. Doors that were once locked to keep the non-believers out were now wide open. Rooms that held altars and gifts were now empty. Those inside that had hid from the world to bathe in the words of their savior had simply vanished. Worried, the council checked all the houses and found that half a dozen people had disappeared. With everyone sealed in their homes, no one saw a thing.
3: The plot thickens.
4: It's very refreshing to be reading something that gives me Bram Stoker vibes, but also (laughs) no one is describing rocks or saying the N-word.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) this is
3: very Brom Stoker meets Midnight
1: Mass I really like this so far
3: yeah when you write Brom Stoker better than Brom Stoker (laughs) there's a there's a uh earlier in some of the paragraphs I was reading I felt like there was a few grammatical things that could be tightened up but otherwise I feel like uh this is I'm digging where this is going so far
1: there's also that kind of challenge you have of you're writing in a style that is already antiquated Uh But you don't want to be so true to that, that it looks like,
3: uh, as to lose your modern audience's reading sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need, like, you know, it's good when you get into that voice and you can make the voice work because it does capture that, like you said, that has that that effect on the imagination. Mm -hmm. But then you don't have to describe the Asian paintings for the third time.
1: (laughs) The Oriental
3: paintings. (sighs) Howard, you were obsessed. I get it. Just stop, dude. (laughs)
4: <laughs> this discussion over the chilling turn of events led to the conclusion that the people had left in the middle of the night. The councilmen had patrolled during the day, so they would have seen or heard something. To back up this theory, they set up a watch that very night, staking out houses with the enlightened side. They found that their suspicions were correct, as they spotted several of the members leaving their homes and stumbling off into the darkness like sleepwalkers. They did not even carry lights with them. Some of the men tried to stop them, but the infected fought back with an extreme ferocity whenever they were restrained.
2: They were infected with baby gold. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not everything comes back to Stargate.
2: You don't know that.
4: I do.
3: Anyways. What if there is a Stargate way up in the mountains, though? What if
2: there. What if that's where the Stargate
0: is? If, this, if that's a twist, I, 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 I will right. get
3: paprika $20. I, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give her 50. What if
4: somewhere in the mountains, there's a Stargate full
3: of Draculas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> radioactive <laughs> Draculas.
3: Radioactive Draculas <laughs> Stargate is my new favorite uh, band. That needs Allen's to be baseball. the next DLC
1: for New Vegas. There's Radioactive <laughs> Draculas in the mountains.
0: Yes! <laughs> Scared out of
4: their minds, that is when they sent Jonathan to the con- to contact the church. They informed me that no demon was responsible for this blight. They wanted a holy man at their side. What? Oh, uh, yep. I skipped the line. They informed me that no one had tried to follow the walkers, as they feared that what they would find—if an angel or some demon was responsible for this blight—they wanted a holy man at their side. There we go. And all while they waited for our arrival, more citizens heard the angelic voice, and more people wandered off into the night. Even one of the councilmen had fallen to its melodious sound, which I've decided is Michael McDonald singing.
0: Knowing that we had little time before the whole village fell into its power, I had the men load up mules with the with equipment. Torches, ropes and weapons were amongst the supplies, as I was sure we would be facing the spawn of Satan himself. Oh, cool! They're gonna go find, find uh the Antichrist. Our plan was to stake out, <laughs> stake out. <laughs> uh, gonna kill those radioactive Draculas.
3: Gotta gotta get them. We gotta. You have to use a. Um... Like get that hazmat or steak something.
2: you need you need an absorber it needs to be an absorber steak
1: what's the thing yes. they dumped into the top of chernobyl to like oh,
2: fuck. didn't they just it? dump like a whole bunch of rubble or something
1: uh, well they dumped like and specifically i need a rocks was it I charcoal a, it was like nickel or something it was like a specific compound um but whatever yeah make that coat that coat a steak in that and then stab them
0: uh, sorry. Our plan was to take out more homes during the night, wait for chosen ones to leave their dwellings. One of the men would follow these walkers while leaving a trail for us. From there, we could use the trail to find out where these victims have been going, and hopefully end this charade once and for all. Hmm. Boron, Who- sorry.
3: Boron, thank you. Boron, Boron, you big dumb Boron.
0: I honestly thought you said on for a second. I'm like, <laughs> what? excuse me. <Moron>. You?
3: <laughs> you know. Morons. <laughs> we waited for many hours uh, in the dark before the migration began. The tension almost made the wait unbearable, as every man knew what the mission meant. But at last, a door silently opened, and man lumbered out. Yes, man. Yes. With the darkness, we could not make out who exactly it was, but I could make an outline, make the outline of a burly man. His gait was very odd, with his legs moving as if they had a great weight on each su- on each one. His shoulders swayed back and forth with each step and his arms hung limp in front of his hunched body. As he walked, we could hear him talking to himself or to the voice in his head.
2: I just want to point out that the outline is because he he's glowing from the radiation. Yeah, that makes
3: sense. Yeah.
2: I'm coming. I'm coming for your love. I'm coming. I'm coming for your beauty. His strange chant repeated over Ruprika, and over. That's
1: very inappropriate. Please read the story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: changing changing the soul word each time he sounded like he was talking to the Lord, and his voice was odd and revenant, but I know that he was not talking to him as I speak to him, and he just doesn't sound like <laughs> that at all right as this is not the way capital he works capital h he works this yes. this was clearly the work of the devil clearly
1: the, capital d this is doing a great job of like just capturing that early <coughs> exorcist demon hunter like inquisition style of you know hypocrisy
3: i also think our narrator is doing a good job keeping the location vague but not having it be unbelievable because they would have to describe it in broad terms so that our yeah the brother the brother that they're writing to doesn't pick up where this location actually is in the world so yeah, hey. yeah.
2: but
1: the man sure. responsible for trailing the possessed slipped out on, on, it should be, you know, on, into the open, whatever onto the open, and quietly followed behind. He made sure to keep a good distance between him and the other, as he did not want to be spotted nor attacked. We stayed in place, waiting for the two to vanish into the dark, so that we could silently pursue. I prayed for the man who had to follow such insanity. I hoped that we would find him alive and well at the end of all of this.
2: Mm.
0: Is it just me, or does uh? So the writing kind of reminds me of the that one uh, teacher, the Spanish teacher's writing. Oh, so when he wrote of the
3: oh yeah, Mr. Martin.
0: Yeah, he wrote of the, the, the boy. Yeah, the, it kind of has a similar feel for me.
3: Well, that one was also set in the monastery too.
0: Yeah, to it.
3: like it had a religious uh, a religious person uh, a practicing you know a mad pra- a practitioner of of faith as the the main voice.
0: I so. I mean, there's definitely a difference enough that I'm like, nah, this isn't Mr. Martin. But um,
3: well, yeah. But, um, you know, that's a, that's a compliment, too, because I enjoyed uh, the boy.
0: Yeah, that was a really good writing. Yeah, the writing here is really good. Point being, the writing's good.
3: <clears throat> After a few more breathless minutes, we passed out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all was darkness. <laughs> we probably should have been breathing. The mountain air was already pretty thin as it was, so the fact that we all lost consciousness was a little bit sad.
4: After a few more breathless minutes, we left our hiding spot and got the mules going just making some Moscow mules right there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We chose to walk beside the mules rather than ride so that we could respond quickly to any sudden events. Such a weirdly clinical sentence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jonathan led in the front and Brother Douglas watched the back. Jonathan carried a torch with him as he needed light to find the secretive trail. The following man had... The following man had taken a large purse of coins with him and would drop one every so often.
2: Very specific,
0: <laughs> I, I think, because they're using it to as a trail. to Sure, feed. like, Couldn't
1: but they think didn't set that up at all. More plentiful and less expensive to drop <laughs> yeah, to the coins on the
3: ground. <laughs> hey, listen, we will pay you for this job, but you're going to have to follow the coins, and we, we only get you only drop as much as you get paid. <laughs> The
4: money trail had us winding all over the mountain, with even Jonathan having a hard time figuring out where we were. We were now completely destitute. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the possessed man was wandering for no reason. Some of us suspected that maybe they just walked into the wilderness until they collapsed or stumbled off a cliff. But our ideas were not given any more thought. When we heard screams in the dark.
0: I will say it. Ah! So you got oh. Jonathan and brother Douglas. When I think Jonathan, I think of like Jonathan Harker and all, like we're relating back to Dracula and all that. And then we got the creator of South Park.
3: When I think all of right. Douglas, Douglas, all Douglas. Every time I hear Douglas, I'm trying to stifle laugh because all I can think of is Strong Bad going, okay, Richie, say Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas. Yeah, I, think, I think Jonathan <laughs> Davis. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We heard screams in the dark. <laughs> They're all just listening
1: to corn. That's it. Freak on yeah, the leash was that's... blaring from the mountain.
2: <laughs> nobody could sleep because of that. <laughs> Speaking of South Park,
4: no. none of us can fucking sleep because John Davis just shows up and makes those noises all goddamn day. <laughs> uh, mommy.
0: <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Or? It is your turn. Okay. We cautiously hurried to the sound of the shouts, making sure with that we did not sprint off a cliff or slip down a slope in our haste. Having grown up on the mountain, Jonathan's legs were used to such a landscape and made it to screamers at first. Or made it to scream. I think it's, they're supposed to be the other. And made it to the screamers first. The other men with us flew past me as I struggled to run and look out for danger. And or, wait. sorry, your hand was in the way. So Sorry, love. No problem. The other men with us flew past me as I struggled to run and look for danger at the same time. By the time I got there, I found the men tying up the uh, bloody man with, who was the source of the screaming. On the ground lay our follower, who was being tended to. His face was covered in claw marks and the back of his head oozed fresh blood. The stony ground was spattered with the stuff as his head was, had been bashed into it quite violently. I saw that Jonathan and the crew had the attacker well under control, so I rushed over to the wounded man to see what I could do. Though beaten and bloody, it did not seem like he had permanent damage. He did- what? didn't? That's surprising. Water and cloth was being applied to his wound, and his eyes were cracked open with a dazed look. I asked him what had happened and how such a brutal attack occurred.
3: He led me here, he croaked, his body and mind still recovering from the assault. He was going to go inside. I had to stop him. I needed to stop him. I asked him what the man was going, where the man was going. And he only responded by pointing to something in the darkness. I lit a torch and followed his finger to find myself at the jaws of hell. With the shadows pushed back, I found that we were standing in front. Bless you. Of a sneeze. I'm gonna.
0: you. Bless you.
3: Thank you. Mm. With the shadows pushed back, I found that we were standing in front of the mouth of a cave. Its entrance was a jagged hole of stone, a rock maw ready to devour those who stepped too close. My torch could could not penetrate the dark throat of the beast. The light was not strong enough.
0: (laughs) My torch could not penetrate the dark throat of the beast. Giggity. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Sorry, that's... Rock maw is my favorite
1: Pokemon.
3: (laughs) The light was not strong enough. Some of the men who were... Then again, you have to evolve rock maw by trading it with someone else. So Yeah. some of the men who restrained the possessed came to my side, staring at the portal in front of us. After some gawking, they huddled together to speak in hushed tones. I do not know why they excluded me from the conversation, but I quickly made them aware of my presence. When I asked them what they were talking about, one man replied to the, for the group,
2: Oh, uh, we are pretty sure that 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 was what. Yes, we 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 are pretty sure." Wait, did you did you just respond to our dog snorting? No. Um. What? No, I just I was surprisedly. It was a surprise that it was my turn. (laughs) We we were pretty sure that that was not there before. He said in a worried voice, pointing in the mountains at the mountain's wound. Many of us has walked these cliffs as kids and billy goats, but no one remembers (laughs) seeing something like this. Uh, I do not doubt them, as I was a stranger to these parts. If these men were who were born and raised on these hills, were sure as this, were sure this was a new feature then I could only agree. It made me wonder if it was truly a gateway to hell. <sighs> One that had opened that bright night and unleashed its sick creatures upon these people. Who? How foolish was I to believe two holy men could hold back the dark legions. How, but I could not be weak in front of these men. They needed me and the Lord to help save them from damnation. And I needed the Lord to strengthen me for what would come next.
1: I went to the shrieking man who was now bound in rope. Ever since we heard his first, the first screams, he had not stopped for his infernal screeching. Amongst the walls and screams, sorry, wails and screams, were pleas for us, please... Please, for us to let him go so that he may go to the angel and receive its blessings he would beg and plead for mere moments then turn to violent threats and vile curses all before descending into shrieking chaos for a few minutes the cycle seemed endless with there seeming to be an endless supply of breath in him it was clear no useful information would come from him so the other men took his thrashing body and left him in a bed of boulders damn Hopefully he would remain there while we dealt with the team.
3: <laughs> here, just lie on, this big, lie on this pile of rocks here. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say.
4: The dude wouldn't stop screaming and flailing and thrashing and cursing us and saying vile things. So then he accidentally got thrown off the side of the mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he it
1: somehow fell off fault. the mule and tumbled to his death.
0: <laughs> it's the strangest fucking thing ever, man.
4: That was weird. Anyway, we fought <laughs> ourselves with torches. <laughs> torches, weapons, and ropes, hoping that we would have everything we needed to defend ourselves. Brother Doug and I carried holy <laughs> books with
3: us. Brother Doug. As no. it would be
4: a powerful weapon against whatever lay inside. The men were clearly nervous as we prepped for our descent. Perhaps they had truly hoped that an angel was the cause of all this. Why? (laughs) Why would it be better if an angel was doing shitty
2: things? (laughs) Because they paid uh, the angel mafia before they came here.
4: Oh, okay. Angel mafia
1: is just the church.
2: Yeah. They paid the church.
1: Okay. With the violence that
4: infected these poor souls and the jagged hole that dove into the heart of the mountain. We all knew what was the cause
3: of all this. It was a meteorite. I mean, you've, yeah, a meteorite containing a bunch of Draculas.
4: So we all plunged into the bussy of the mountain.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> it took many minutes before anyone would step foot inside the cave, with brother Doug being the first. I just love this idea of just calling him. Brother, brother Doug.
3: Doug is pretty great. He sounds that sounds like it sounds less like a when you say brother Doug, it sounds Less like a priest and more like someone who's at an Elk's Lodge or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was scared, but he knew that the deed uh, de- needed to be done, and we shepherds needed need to be strong. I followed behind him, swallowing my own fears and doubts, and with much hesitancy, the other men followed. The inside of the cave was a ghastly thing. No parts of it were smooth around. All was jagged and torn. It was, if, uh, it was as if a great beast ripped its way through the mountain's flesh, tearing off chunks and leaving claw marks as it went. We had to be careful as we walked, as a simple trip or stumble would leave us covered in cuts, cuts and gouges. The whole tunnel slanted downward, slowly descending into the base of the mountain. I do not know how long we walked, but it felt like hours. Nothing seemed to change in the tunnels until we
3: heard that voice. Ooh, you want that beautiful sound? <laughs> that came from such a nightmarish place. It had to be. It had to
4: have. I assume.
3: it had to have been made of harps or and flutes no human throat could make a sound so pure it sung like a church choir a sweet melody that would entrance any crowd but from such a jagged torn place like that cave we stood in it seemed so alien it didn't belong not at all we all heard it and froze at first to listen to the wonderful sound and then to realize what it was surely it was a trap a lie that demons use to trick the weak the lust that they used to lure ignorant men into the fiery pits of hell. It had to be that. No way an angel was down there and responsible for such things. Can
0: we talk about the fact that he's using the word lust to, as a the temptation for the sound? like mm-hmm. well, yeah, l- Kind of like a,
3: a silence yeah. call or something. I get horny when I hear
4: Michael
2: he's McDonald. He's lost in the sauce, <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I, you know what? Alan saying he gets horny when he hears Michael McDonald does not surprise me.
3: Uh, Sorry. no, it's all good. It's all good.
1: Hey, uh, spe- speaking of uh, Alan being horny, are you doing uh, uh, Mass Effect tonight?
3: Yes, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was gonna plug it at the end of the show. All right, well, we'll hey. stay tuned for that plug, yeah, because it's gonna be an every Saturday thing. <laughs> yeah, we moved with great reluctance, finding the singing more haunting than any shriek or roar. Now, I like a picture is the characters moving down the corridor like you'd move down a corridor in Mass Effect. You know, shoulders bobbing, legs going way too high as you're trying to descend a slope. The animation looks kind of weird. Finding the singing more haunting than any shriek or roar. The men were mere, the men were more scared than us, as I am sure of. They had seen how such a voice could turn, uh, turn friends and family into puppets of desire. I am sure they believe that it may turn them as well. They're in the belly of the underworld, but they wish to, but if they, but they wish to end the nightmare. And so their duty forced them to follow us. I presume that's the end of that paragraph.
2: Okay. With each step, the voice grew louder and louder. The sweet melody of it didn't change, but the volume was starting to make the rocks themselves ring and tremble. We were soon forced to stop in order to plug our ears. As we made cloth bands to wrap around our heads, a new sound joined in. It was hard to hear over the singing, but I could tell it was coming from a new direction. (laughs) Not one direction, new direction. It The sound was coming from behind us and it sounded like screaming. We spun around and readied our weapons. Sure that it was an ambush, but what came from the darkness was not beast or demon, but man. It was the crazed man that we had followed to this very cave. He sprinted from the shadows and dashed through our group, his screeching having turned hoarse and torn from the endless shrieks. His voice was covered in... His body was covered in oozing cuts from running through such a treacherous cave. The ropes that had bound him still hung on his limbs, showing obvious signs of being cut. Someone had sliced his bonds and allowed him to continue his maddened journey. He did not pay us any mind. He plunged into the darkness ahead. We hurried our descent, determined to pursue him through the caves, but we caught up to him rather quickly. He stumbled, he screamed, his screams had died, and now he stood perfectly still next to the opening of some chamber. We did not get close enough to see what lay beyond. As we were wondering why the crazed man suddenly fell silent, he stood there listening to the deafening
3: song. Dun, 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 I'm here,
1: he said, as if arriving at someone's doorstep. That's what I sound when I knock on people's doors. He did not speak loudly to overcome the shattering voice. His words almost didn't make it to our ears. I have come for your love. His arms flew out as if readying to embrace someone for a hug. Yeah, but whatever definitely, res- definitely
4: Michael McDonald.
1: <laughs> please hug me, Michael.
4: But whatever <laughs> responded <laughs> Michael, had a please. different idea. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: The soothing voice suddenly began to drop in volume. The beautiful sound devolved into wet chokes and heaves before fading into silence. Then something lashed out from the darkness, and he was suddenly gone. All of us stumbled back in shock as the strike was so quick, it was merely a blur of shadow. Sure that we were at the demon's doorstep, Brother brother Doug and I <laughs> reached for our books while the men readied their weapons. Our preparations were in vain, though, as what slithered from the black chamber was beyond our imaginations. The best way I could put it was that they were serpents made from men in shadow. Their unholy bodies built from twisted coils of muscle and held together by a web of shiny black tendrils. Their faces were made from grossly elongated human heads, their gums and teeth protruding from their lips like beaks. The eye sockets contained only dark tendrils that writhed in the air. Their vile mouths snapped open to let out some quick gurgling sound, like a man choking on his own blood. And in an instant, they snapped forward, and each took a shrieking man with them. The two men fought and beat at the heads with their pickaxes and torches, but the serpents pulled them into their chamber unfazed. The torchlight of those two doomed men filled the chamber with light, and at last, we saw our adversary.
3: Oh, fuck, gang.
4: Cool.
3: This is a neat monster. Yeah. That is that is really cool. Yeah. But, uh, hey, future David. Yeah.
4: Um, Can you play um legally as much of what a fool believes by the doobie brothers as you can oh michael michael mcdonald
3: yeah of course yeah
4: (laughs) cool yeah that's it i keep
0: keep forgetting michael mcdonald was part of the doobie brothers was he okay yeah uh did was he did he sing for china grove or no god it's been a hot minute since (laughs) i
4: uh i can't remember off the top of my head i know that song i know i keep forgetting i know uh taking it to the streets yeah (laughs) taking it to the streets
0: yeah well Um, somewhere in
3: there you probably heard uh, like maybe uh three to five seconds of uh what a fool believes
0: did i ever tell you that i uh actually you know what nah i was debating if that would be something i want but um my grandpa used to have a signed um picture of the doobie brothers
3: you did tell me about this. Yeah,
0: he used to, there was a point he rode motorcycles with them. Ha ha ha. Or Harleys with him. Yeah, yeah
3: you, you told me this story, which is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Anywho.
3: Um, uh, welcome to this uh,
4: Lovecraftian, Stokerian story where we, I, I steered the conversation toward Jonathan Davis and Michael <laughs> McDonald. Um, <laughs>
0: we are duo, but.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm going to take this quick one and the next one. Uh, the thing I saw down there was so horrible that I will remember it till the day I die. Despite this fear and disgust, I will tell you what I saw. I hope that it will shock you enough that you will abandon any hope of coming to my rescue.
3: Abandon all hope,
4: ye who enter here. The chamber that should have been stone and rock was instead coated in gobs of flesh. Cool. It grew on the walls like f- and floor like fungus, with muscles and tendrils weaved together in a sickening mass. Ooh. From this, those warped snakes emerged, and many more could be seen swaying in the chamber like branches in the wind. The two who held our friends brought them into the center of the room, where the light revealed the horrible being that sat amongst it all. It was shaped like the upper body of a man, its legs simply merging into the flesh that coated the chamber.
0: But this
4: form was composed entirely of parts from skinned humans. It's multi-jointed arms composed of limbs from past victims. It's fingers made from the arms of humanity. It's chest was crisscrossed with the black webbing, holding together a mass of flesh and faces. Dark Dark tendrils ruptured from the eyes and mouths, giving the beast squirming hair and bristles. And it's horrible face, made from the body of a mutilated man, broken ribs piercing from the skin to make terrible teeth, broken arms to craft the jaws. Dripping intestines hung from its mouth like a limp tongue, and its single eye peering from the torn torso, nestled within the ribcage amongst a nest of inky tentacles. Every man screamed at the sight of it, and it returned our cries with a shriek of its own. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I probably mentally envisioned that as less terrifying than it should have been. Not the creature. The, the, the creature sounds fucking great yeah <laughs> um but <laughs> just imagine them around and going ah, <laughs> 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 treat <you> going, ah!
3: <laughs> the ah is like a very like nickel the way you describe it, it's like the perfect nickelodeon like bullies scream at the sight of a monster i
0: was honestly like as this was being described i was on the verge of saying beth draw this or, very 90s like, or anybody please draw this character.
3: Sade, Sade. say this um... feels very up Sade's alley every man
4: screamed at the sight of it and it returned our cries with a shriek of its own unfurling wings made from flayed skin holy hell so
0: the streak I'm thinking of, it sounds like hey! <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> what is what is that terrible animated movie that is basically star wars but not um star uh, wars
2: holiday special no
1: no no animated no. like an 80s animated movie that it's it's fucking Star Wars. Oh,
2: nobody way. knows there's so many Star Wars copycats that came out in the 80s. You and I Chris. watched it. Yeah, but there's it's not a one-off.
1: It's, it's not okay. a one-off
2: to try and copy Star Wars. <laughs> whatever,
1: whatever. The point is, um there's one good thing in that movie and it is
2: The floating head?
1: No, there is robots like androids or something who are obsessed with becoming more human, so they attack people and then take their body parts and graft it onto themselves and so our, our oh, main yeah, character yeah, yeah. gets like runs into them and they're like trying to like get his organs to just put into them like and it makes no sense they're just insane yeah uh, but like that was like that was the coolest like twist i've ever seen you know on an android in a very long time it,
0: is it called star chaser
1: star chaser yeah Thank something you. like yes. that yeah. Fucking yeah awful movie i but, i was uh, i
0: was trying to look for it because i'm shocked that
2: i've never heard of this usually i no but like this this is not the first b-movie i've seen that's based on star wars i've seen like three or four from the 80s not even like it's nobody not even knows a B about
1: movie the thing had a budget it's a
2: bad movie
1: <laughs> it like, did have really a budget. Bad.
0: yeah i'm I'm looking at the budget was 15 million which is oh, really back then yeah, yeah it's a lot uh, uh
1: but this this uh this monster that seems to just like take people and sew them into itself reminded me of that and it's a really cool idea
0: yeah, I, I'm i kind of shocked. It's not less the Star Wars ripoff and more the fact that it's an animated film because I, I tend to know a lot about the bad, terrible, weird animated films that were made in the past. So the fact I've never heard of this is like, what? Really? <laughs> it's kind of like a delightful, it's kind of like, actually just today, uh, I learned about the like uh, Hicksville, Kentucky, or not Hicksville, was it the,
3: Oh, you're talking about the the, go, the 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 goblins, the aliens. Yeah, that showed up in Kentucky. That I, were the inspiration for Sableye.
0: I was shocked. i like, what is this alien invasion that i never heard about? The Pokemon.
3: Yes, yeah, the inspira- <laughs> Yeah, the, the the creature was the inspiration for Sableye.
0: So apparently, okay. like this family in Kentucky was like went to the police, and they're like, we've been trying to fight off these aliens for the past how long? And they look like this, and whatever was it Hickensville, Hickensville, something, something like, like that, something like that. And I don't remember. Uh, and the way they describe the aliens <clears throat> looks is how Sableye looks. Kind of like these. So if you look at. What, Little
3: gremlin looking dudes with like gemstone eyes.
0: And yeah, they claimed like this is what we've been trying to fight off with like shotguns.
3: Damn. All I can picture now though is the song Rhinestone Eyes by gorillas. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: but like I had never heard of this before and I'm shocked because I'm like usually I've heard of like. L- I've heard of like some of the more famous alien invasions. Like I don't know every single one of like uh what? but I know of like Roswell or the the couple that claimed to have been abducted or the one guy that was out in the woods and so I had never heard of this and I'm like what the fuck?
3: Oh man. Yeah you learn something new every day you know? Yeah it's fascinating. I
0: now have learned two things.
3: Speaking of which it's your paragraph.
0: Yes. The two snakes brought the swearing men to their master who seized them in its massive hands. The men shrieked in agony as its tendrils burrowed it into their flesh and their bodies became one with the beast oh boy god now i'm getting slither vibes <laughs> at that point all courage was lost and we scrambled to get away from the monstrosity but the demon did not let us uh, get away so easily as it sent more of its sickening serpents to drag us back to its messled muscled nests i ran as fast as i could tripping and stumbling over the rocks without care the stony edges that we worried about before were now trivial and we sprinted onward despite being covered in weeping cuts What a great description. Weeping cuts. Mm -hmm. Screams from behind revealed that more men were taken by the obscene coils, doomed to join the many that suffered in its twisted frame.
3: I used to play bass for obscene coils.
0: (laughs) I do not know when the creatures ceased their pursuit, but we continued to run. Even as we ran, people infected with its false voice stumbled past us, oblivious to our fear. They did not stop us, nor did we stop them. I was ashamed to admit that I did not care about saving them at the time. Admittedly, I was glad that they drove deeper into the cave so that the serpents could focus on others who did not care about their fate. But eventually we spilled out from the dark hole and made it into the moonlight of night. Brother Doug and Jonathan had survived along with, the, along with one other. But the other men who, that had ventured in, into that damn tunnel with us did not come out. And we knew that they never would.
3: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Jesus.
3: Yeah. I can imagine that you expect my story to end here that I am writing to you because I know that the demon will uh, soon call for me and that I may be powerless to stop it. But my story is not done, not nearly so. Because after we escaped that cave, the four of us decided that we would need an army to bring the demon down. And also, we wished to leave the mountain as soon as possible before the curse consumed us. With Jonathan's help, we made our way down the mountain and back to the village, which was now even emptier due to the nightly (laughs) migration and our botched exorcism. I think they
4: left that guy. (laughs) Yeah. The guy yeah. they put on the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the guy they
3: put no, the guy they put on the rocks was the guy who sprinted down into the cave.
0: Oh, uh, I
3: thought that was the guy they were initially following. Yeah, no. Yeah, follower? Was... there's
1: follower man and shrieker man. Shrieker man, they he's in the boulder somewhere. Yeah, oh. no, then they they, no,
3: the shrieker man. That was shrieker man because they, they talked it? about how the ropes were the ropes that they tied him up with were. Uh, they followed okay. him and they tied him up and left him on the rocks. And then as they were in the cave, he came running down screaming and he had broken his bonds and come down. Hmm. Okay. Or he, someone had cut his bonds anyway. That, yeah, that's what I remember at least. Uh, our first order of business was to alert the town of what we saw and to convince the unaffected folk to leave their homes and flee the mountain. After explaining what we saw, almost everybody, everyone was ready to get as far away from the place as possible. All meals were quickly loaded and prepared for the trek down. Unfortunately, not all were ready to join the re- our retreat. There were a few who had close ones that were afflicted by the lying voice, and they would not leave them to such a horrid fate. They begged, and Brother Douglas to exercise them so that they could escape the mountain with the rest of us. And we tried. I swear to the Lord, we tried. Every pray, in prayer, chant, trick, and method was tried on those poor people. But all it seemed to do was agitate them. We even had some assault us until we fled their homes. The voice could not be dislodged. They could not be saved, nor, not with what we had. And in the end, those few people remained behind, unable to leave their loved ones alone, despite their incurable disease.
0: I call bullshit on this, because you know that after what happened with the pandemic, half of those people would be like, yeah, okay, we'll leave. And the other half were like, yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. There's no monster. Come on, this is nothing. a few of them
3: did stay anyway.
0: No, but they stayed for their loved ones, not out of like- Selfish reasons.
1: Well... it's also kind of hypnotic.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: I think it's
0: Paprika's turn. Paprika's
2: turn. My turn. Yeah. Okay. It's my turn. Where are we? We left in a train. <laughs> we left in a train. We left in a train of mules and people. I may mean, have been falling asleep. Heading down the trail <laughs> that led to the bottom of the mountain. It was the same trail that led us up to this doomed village at the start. It was the same route that the people who used to live here took constantly to get up and down the mountain. It was a well-beaten trail. They beat the shit out of that trail. (laughs) One one that even I, a stranger to these parts, could very easily beat and (laughs) see and follow. You may wonder why I seem to keep talking about this trail. Yes, we are wondering that. I keep going on and on about how prominent it is. I say this because we never made it down. We followed that trail for hours and we never reached the bottom. We never strayed from the path, nor did we get turned around. It just never ended. <clears throat> we walked and walked, but we never got off the mountain. It seemed like we were walking, yet we were staying perfectly still, like a dog running on a chain. The demon that lived within its mountain was not letting us go. I don't know what the strange music magic it was using, uh, but it soon became obvious that we could not leave. Uh, We had entered the gates of hell, and the monstrosity had sealed it shut behind us.
1: We tried for what seemed eternity. Should be an eternity. Hoping that maybe we would break some invisible barrier if we tried long enough, but it didn't work. Hours of walking, and we all stood in the same spot. Yet when we turned back to retrace our steps, we stumbled into the town just a few minutes later. We were in the pit of an antlion, struggling against the sandy slopes, which only caused us to slip farther down to the monster below. See, that's when... That's a really
3: good analogy right there.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
2: See, this is when you get a tractor and you make your own path.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I know some desperate souls decided to try an alternate route, believing it had only one exit covered. We did not accompany them and only watched as they disappeared amongst the rocks. I have not seen them again, and I can only pray that they made it down. Thoughts and prayers.
4: (laughs) Hashtag thoughts and prayers. (laughs)
2: Uh,
4: Our train walked back into town. It was a walking train. Uh, <laughs> heads down, spirits <laughs> crushed.
0: The walking train is probably the most horrifying part of <laughs> yes. this
3: summer. da 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 <laughs> <sighs>
4: Those who we had abandoned looked out at us, too scared to gloat or mock. They knew we were all in a sinking ship. It was just a question on when we would drown. The people went to their homes and sealed themselves in, it as, in as if they were tombs brother doug and i met up with johnny and what was left of the council we had made half-hearted attempts to make plans on what to do next but there was no confidence in the end we bedded down
3: for the night with each
4: other and waited for the next day (laughs) and whatever it brought
2: yes
3: i'm very i'm very curious what's gonna happen next because now that we've had the monster reveal i kind of go okay what's next you know admittedly yeah
2: yeah
4: it has gotta be something good because it's gotta like, be really it's gotta kind of sell yeah. yeah, to, to, it, yeah. yeah, because the monster for it to have
3: kept going. Yeah, like that's
2: this. that that was the end of the story, wasn't it? The ending, the monster. Typically I felt like
3: it should be the end of the story because usually once you reveal it's like you you think about it at the mountains of madness, what's the last thing that happens in that story? You finally see a shagath.
4: Yeah. And it's yeah.
3: amazing. It's such a good payoff.
4: <laughs> now imagine if that was now imagine if you finally see a shagath and then three characters right are, are like, well let's go home (laughs) (laughs) and then you see them going
3: home (laughs) exactly
0: i awoke in the morning to the sound of brother doug talking i assumed that he was talking to john john the johnny yeah johnny or one of the talking to himself I'm talking to John or the other man, but I, when I turned to look at his cot, he was kneeling on his bed, facing the wall. His head was bowed, and his head hands clasped in front of him. I believe that he was praying to our good Lord, asking for him to give us strength in these bleed times. When I listened to his whisper, I could feel coldness seep into my body. Uh, hey, Down ass
4: up, that's the way we like to pray. Should we? Should we? <laughs> should I read this part? Go ahead.
0: Uh. "'Oh, wise angel, I thank you for your kindness and guidance. "'I thank you for the strength you have given me "'and the love you shall always show me.' "'These words remain chiseled into my brain "'as they were the words that sealed the fate of my brother. "'I went to him and begged for him to break free of its influence. "'He had seen the true form of the liar. "'Surely he he could see it was all sham. "'He turned to me with eyes filled with wonder and excitement.'
3: "'She says that we have seen through the deceit and lies "'and survived the ordeal. "'We have earned our place in paradise.' Where we shall only know peace and joy. I could not believe that I was hearing these delusioned word, delusional words pour from his mouth. They were the same that came from the lips of the infected. Those who listened to those words and willingly walked into the room of flesh. I could not believe he had become one of them. I tried to reason with him, but soon he became violent and lashed out at me. He said I would never join the others if I continued to resist, and that he spoke of the one true Lord. As he, faced me, as he forced me away, tears came to my eyes. As I knew he was lost. Our brother, Doug, had fallen to the seductive s- siren and I was powerless to save him. Well, shit. Yep. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I lost my place again. I went to Jonathan. Uh, what page? Uh,
3: Page nine.
2: Nine. I went to Jonathan. OK, sorry. Uh, I went to Jonathan and pleaded for his help, for him to find some way to help my brother. I can imagine how foolish I looked, begging for a life that could not be saved even at the time, I knew it was hopeless. Uh, it turned out that Bro Doug wasn't the only <laughs> wasn't the only to fall ill during that night, as five more had been reported to be speaking with the angel. And those who had been infected before our useless truck had wandered off into the night. It would not be many more nights until the town was empty and the cave was filled with corrupted flesh.
3: Oof. Damn! Can you use
2: corrupted? Flesh and potion making? Because that sounds rather useful. Yad.
1: Yeah. Like he need corrupted stone to make the teleporting thing in Conan. Right? I was forced to wander the town to try to get my mind off of the loss of my brother. I wondered how long before I too became corrupted. It was clear that not even the Lord Shepherds were safe from this disease. I wondered how many had walked through those tunnels only to be devoured by the false prophet. A curiosity hit my mind as I thought about it. We had traveled those tunnels nights before, yet we had found no evidence of such a mass migration. If all those people had gone through those jagged tunnels, why did we not stumble upon torn cloth or dropped belongings? But Jonathan had answered that question before: that not all people would have made it to the caves. For one to stumble around on the mountain is such a in such a trance, some would surely slip and fall to their doom. The evidence I was looking for would be found splattered on the rocks far below.
0: Abby just used his like narrator voice, and I'm just like ooh.
2: Gills.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I spent the whole day going through crazed plans and ideas in my head, trying to find a shred of hope in this bleak wasteland of despair. But my day was wasted, as I had come up with nothing. The only thing that I had thought of was to tie my brother up and prevent him from making the lethal trek. I went to the others and got their help, and with much struggle, we bound brother Doug up. (laughs) During the whole time, he shrieked and fought, damning us in the name of his mental captor. With him restrained, we sealed him in an empty room, Extra security that made me feel better. Now he was safe from the demon and from himself. I began to hope that maybe stopping him from completing the monster's commands would somehow snap him out of it. The only way to find out if it would work was to wait for nightfall to fall.
0: As darkness descended over the mountain, I, stanchi- I stanchi- stationed, stanchined. I stationed, stationed, I stationed, I stationed myself in front of the door that held back Brodug. I could hear him thrashing around in there. <laughs> Sorry.
1: that's That's great
0: i I, know that's i i paprika came up with that so (laughs) i could hear him thrashing around in there as he desperately tried to break free with the ropes and me standing guard weird way with okay with the ropes and me standing guard i was positive that he was not going to that was until i struck i was struck from behind when i turned to listen to bro Doug's feeble cries i blacked out from the blow and fell into my own night
3: Sabotage. Dun dun dun. <sighs> oh, it's me. Yes, it is you. It was me. When I awoke, I could see the dawn of the first of the new day peeking over the rocks. Dazed and in pain, I got up to find the door wide open and a nest of cut ropes where Douglas was. Someone had attacked me and released him, they let him free so that he could rush into to his eternal damnation. I was furious at this betrayal and I needed to find out who did it. I stumbled out of the dwelling and into the empty streets of the town. I frantically searched for anyone be it my attacker or anyone else. At last, I found Jonathan standing at the edge of the town, looking up at the top of the mountain. I hurried to him and told him about the assault, but he didn't hear me. He only stared at the mountain. I retold my story in case he didn't hear, but once again, he ignored me. As I stood there, watching his frozen form, a terrible realization came over me. Jonathan had become one of them, and when I accused him of this, he confirmed my fears.
2: Oh shit! I am her shepherd. I lead the flock to her, the true angel. His words horrified me. He, God can't be a her.
3: <laughs> I now had
2: <laughs> as I now had lost long- No! Not <laughs> that God forbid. <clears throat> I free those who had bound who are bound by the non-believers and I take them to paradise. The those spoken like a prayer, I knew that it was a confession. Jonathan was the one who let brother Douglas go. He was the one who attacked me last night. Furious and desperate, I threw myself at him. I forgot my te- my years of training in peace and gave into the deadly sin of wrath. I, 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 but I am just an old man. And Jonathan threw me off with ease. He called me a heathen and a non-believer just before he ran off towards the mountain With so much anger, with so much anger in me, I was not going to let him go easily. I pursued after him tripping over rocks and slight slipping on smooth stone but i gave chase my rage giving me the strength to keep him in sight jonathan moved over the landscape like a mountain goat with such grace and skill not like me who bears the bruises of many falls who still bears the bruises of many falls is 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 she god turning everyone into
3: goats I I would hope so. That would be a cool monster.
2: Yeah. Turns
3: everybody into mountain goats instead of like flesh tendrils. Right. Yeah. I am so down for the goat monster. Yes.
1: It wasn't long though before my rage burned out and my muscles grew tired. I slowed despite my desire to catch him. Jonathan continued to run and soon fell out of sight. I had lost him, much like I lost my brother. But the Lord gave me a second chance, for when I looked down at my feet, I found an old coin. It was the trail that we had followed that fateful night. I was rich. And with renewed <laughs> hope, I realized I could find my own way now. You can go ten-
3: your own way. <laughs> I now
1: took- have
0: the money for it.
1: I took my time as I navigated the rocky environment following the shiny trail. Unlike that one night, I took much longer due to my inexperience, but I did not give in. As soon <coughs> and soon I found myself approaching the cave that was carved into the side of the mountain. I stood before the terrible maw and peered into the endless dark. At that moment, I admit, I realized I had no plan, no idea what to do. My desire for revenge and wrath had caused me to come here with with no purpose. I had no torch, so I could not enter. I had no weapons, so I could not fight. I had just blindly followed the trail into a dead end. I turned to leave when I heard the sound of falling rocks. It came from beyond the cave, on the slope that sat beside it. Walking past that terrible wound, I peeked around the cliffside to see a figure in the distance. I could not see a face, Slenderman. But the, garments me told me the, but the garments told me it was Jonathan. He clung to the rock wall and slid his way across, uncaring of the dropped into infinity. I traced a line from him to my own feet and surprisingly saw a faint trail, probably made from goats who were masters of these cliffs.
3: It is a goat. It's a goat conspiracy. Oh, God. Hells yeah.
0: Oh, perplexed. You- oh, go ahead. I was just going to, I was just realizing. So this is all from the point of view of uh, someone who's telling, um, a friend or uh, one of his uh, brothers don't come here. Yep. What if? Wouldn't it be interesting? I, I, I'm not saying that it should, the story should be like this at all. I think it's right now. I'm enjoying the story. It is very well written. Um, wouldn't it be interesting to have it written from a point of view of someone who has already been sucked in and is trying to convince his brothers? No, you have to come here. It's so awesome. You're not going to believe this shit that I've seen.
1: Mm, kind of like yeah. memetically doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's just. It, uh, I'm not saying oh, it should be like this. It's more just a, huh, that'd be kind of an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
4: what perplexed me most of all was why Jonathan was taking this trail rather than entering the cave. How did he even find this faint trail, which would require daylight, a good eye, and for one to even look past the giant cave over a clear dead end and towards a staggering slope? We had not seen this trail during the night as it would have been invisible. And no mountain man would have ever imagined looking at the cliffs that bordered the cave. But with Jonathan now in sight, and the trail discovered, I swallowed my fear of heights and began to
3: traverse. Mountain goat, mountain goat, mount, mount, mountain goat. The
4: mountain goat disappeared.
0: Oh, sorry. Jonathan disappeared. Around-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I only listened to the mountain goats.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan disappeared around the corner well before I was halfway across, but I was in no mood to rush. One slip and I would have plummeted to my death hundreds of feet below. As you can guess, I survived the climb and made it to the corner to find flat ground on the other side. Jonathan was gone, but I could see the path continue on, heading upwards. The path seemed worn by the use of man or animal. It was not well beaten, but one could pick it up if if they were looking. Curiosity rather than rage now drove me, and I, I wanted to find out what he was after. He had gone past the cave of his master and crossed a treacherous place to come to this section of the mountain. And so I climb, so that I may learn of his desires and destination. It's a climb!
3: <laughs> I'm talking about ice climbers. <laughs> I'm actually interested again. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I'm shocked. Like, usually <clears throat> about that halfway point, I, it
2: usually goes downhill. Now, there's- now
3: we're going back up here, yeah. literally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good place to stop. So the next UCA is going to be... No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the claw. It's, you know, it's all about the the journey, not the destination. It didn't take long for me to realize he was headed for the top of the mountain as the peak was growing closer in view. Its jagged top looked like a stone knife cutting into the sky. And soon I was dancing on its edge. I, and at, I would, I would be. be dancing on its edge. Thank you. And as I too drew closer, an odd feeling washed over me the feeling peace and content the rage i once had seemed to me- the rage i once had seemed the rage i wa- the rage i once had seemed to melt away thank you. sorry got thrown off i was feeling oddly good given the recent events as i made the final climb to the summit i felt like i was climbing to the top of the world where the lord's hand would reach down and pull me up to heaven i was happy i was very happy
2: oh he's being taken oh shit this
3: monkey's gone to heaven <laughs>
2: i I I came close to the top of the mountain only to find that the peak I had seen was an illusion. Rather, it was the lip uh, to a bowl that sat on top, the lip to a bowl that sat on top as if the mountain was one strange cup. Okay. So where's the bussy? Perhaps <laughs> there had oh, been God. a peak before, but now had been rounded down into a basin. And within this bowl was a piece of paradise, Beautiful grass blowing in the breeze, small trees bearing plump red fruits. Scattered in the lush grass were people from the village kneeling as if in prayer. I could see Brother Douglas and Jonathan among them, their faces showing pure bliss and peace. All of them were gazing at what stood in the center of this slice of Eden. I followed their eyes uh, to the being that they worshipped and wept for joy, for there in the middle of this peaceful congregation was an angel, a true angel.
3: This is interesting, Dan. Is it? I am. Yes. I'm interested. i'm Kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. Yes, it's
2: it is. <laughs> Abby.
1: No, oh, sorry. <clears throat> it still tall stood tall amongst those worshiping at its feet, looking down with the love of a mother. Wings that would make the greatest swan jealous, and robes made from the purest of silk. Of her beauty, there was no match. How cruel for the Lord to make lust such a sin when He created a being so beautiful golden hair rolled down from her head making even the valuable metal dull in comparison her face could only be described as angelic for any other words could not do justice i stood there basking in the sight of her and i knew that i had finally been rewarded for all my for my hmm, for all my sacrifices and struggles a lifetime of work finally being repaid and i would have done it a thousand times over just to watch her for but another instant i tell you brother gregor without shame that I would have torn my robes and tossed away my vows just to be with her. And I know that you would too at the mere glimpse of her, for she was the single diamond in a world of rock and
3: coal. And she was played by Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Overjoyed with come, I mean, overcome with joy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I clambered over the rocky lip and pranced into the grassy field. I rushed to be with her, to bask in her beauty. There I was, a man of my age, skipping and giggling like a giddy schoolboy.
2: Tee-hee,
4: I said. (laughs) As I ambled, pranced, frolicked, and cavorted. (laughs) Past my brother and past the other worshippers, I ran to hold her in my arms, to hear the sweet voice that would surely come from her. But just as I got so close to paradise... I
3: tripped because I'm a fucking klutz. Oh, Over. Oh, oh, oh!
0: Of all the things to be so close to the arms of an angel, to be at the doorstep to heaven, and then trip like an old fool. A rock hidden under all the lush grass caught my foot, and it caused me to throw my face into the ground. At the time, I cursed the rock. I hated it so, for it dare spoil my happiness and joy. I swore that it had to have come from the devil, for such a small thing to be so evil. But now as I write this lengthy story, I'm thankful for the rock. I know that it was the only thing that saved my life that day. One small rock. For when I looked up with the head throbbing, or with my head throbbing and my mind dizzy, we, we, knees wink, arm spaghetti. (laughs) I gazed into the face of the angel and I
3: screamed. Oh, shit. Thanks, Dwayne Johnson.
2: All her makeup was melting off.
3: Oh, no. The creature that towered over me was not the beautiful specimen that I had seen before my blunder. Its shape remained the same, with wings, arms, and a face, but gone were the feathers, silk, and beauty. Its skin was translucent, broken up with thick veins made of marble. Below was coiled massy masses ivory muscle, with while strange tadpoles squirmed beneath the clear skin. Clumps of white fat hung in folds from its frame, a robe made of bleached flesh, its arms were a twisted length of joints, terminating into impossibly long fingers. The body of it of it was clear like the rest of, displaying a sack of strange organs that pumped and swallowed their slithering bodies. Behind hmm. it were flabby wings that would have suited a fish more than an angel. The red veins that ran through the long fins swelled and constricted with each mo- moment. Its face bore down on me, turning my heart to ice at the sight of it. What was once the definition of beauty was now the living image of horror.
0: Again, Whoever wants yeah. to draw this, please do.
3: So, we got do we have two entities or is this the same entity from earlier? Well, I think I think it's two different entities.
2: I th- oh, as the tentacle monster, yeah. Hmm. Let's see what happened. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, who think- just went?
3: Uh, that was me that just went. So, it's you. oh, it was
2: me. Uh, the am I on the ivory head? Yes, yes. was cracked like a dro- dropped egg. Uh, with each line oozing crimson blood from these cracked gazed black orbs eyeing me up like a vulture circling over a dying man. Oh, there was no mouth uh, or any other fe- facial features, just a wall of peering eyes, weeping the liquid of a man. The liquid of man. Eh? Seaman? <laughs> atop, atop its head was some disk of, of flesh. Drifting in a sea of unseen liquid, this organic halo pulsed with strange light, one that conveyed nausea over hope. The sheer sight of the creature was horrifying and blasphemous, a disgusting creature imitating the form of a holy warrior. I I recoiled in terror, scrambling on my hands and knees to get away. In my fright, I scurried right into one of the worshippers who seemed oblivious to the sacrilegious monstrosity before them. But when I got my bearings and looked up upon this possessed man, he too was not what I thought. Oh boy.
3: Oh, this is a big one.
1: All right. What I had seen as a man before was now a nightmare. It was a brick of melted flesh with its limbs contorted into meaty roots that burrowed into the earth. Whatever hair he had before had fallen out, leaving patchy spots on this waxy stretched skin. His head had vanished or had fused with the rest of the body. A large, lipless mouth opened and closed like a fish out of water, sucking in ragged swallows of air. His eyes had swollen into fist-sized globs, which pointed only to the abomination that I fled from. And what terrified me most of all was the look in those eyes. It was a look of ecstasy and pure bliss. It was infatuated with the creature before it, ignorant to the twisting and melting of its own frame. Trailing from the sad... Hypnotized lump was a thick white vein which embedded itself into the torso of the creature. It looked out at the rest of the con I looked out at the rest of the congregation and saw that the rest of the followers had suffered the same fate amidst the gobs of lost humanity. I spotted one of the remnants of a rosary sitting by it lay next to the f- tatters of a tall, torn old robe with that I fled, tearing my way through the green grass that now felt like coarse hairs. The trees that blew in the wind were now pale and gaunt. The limbs and trunk made of a pale, stretched skin. The knotted branches held dripping, throbbing fruits that held on with that word, whatever that held on with red, pulsing veins. My last glimpses of them revealed the remnants of a face embedded in the skin-covered trunk. A look of disturbing peace permanently froze on it. The last look, that last look, pushed me over the stormy lip, stony lip, and down the barren mountainside. Behind me came a screeching call of the angel, wailing at the loss of its prey the sound was like a dying songbird beautiful but horrifying at the same time
3: Ooh. damn Ooh. this guy this got eldritch really fast real cool and like yeah really neat imagery so is that <laughs> <laughs> so anyway
4: so how are you
3: <laughs> how's your wife Oh, wait. Anyway,
1: I won't be by bingo next Thursday, just saying, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please feed my goldfish. So with that, I came
4: back to the town, as it is the only place that has shelter for me. I do not know how many people remain, as we have all sealed ourselves away, too scared to speak to one another. At night, I have seen a handful of others stagger out into the darkness. Whatever may be their destination, I do not know. I just know that some beast, may it be above or below, will have guests to their dinner. You may read this entire tale and wonder why I've written so much. Why write an epic while its death stands outside my doorstep? I write all this because it is something for me to do.
3: Something to keep my mind off of what I have seen and what I have learned. By writing exactly about what I have seen and learned and thinking about it.
4: (laughs) Because I know that soon the voice will come and call for me. And I know that I will not be able to resist its sound. I will join the others, be it above or below. So as I have said before, do not come to this mountain. Do not try to save me. I am already lost. I cannot be saved.
0: I do not know if I will be able to get this letter to you, as I cannot leave myself. I will seal it and send it off with the mules. They know the mountains and its trail better than I do. Perhaps if I send them down alone, they will make it it down unaffected. These monsters do not desire the flesh of animals, only men. Maybe the animals will be found, and this tale will make its way into your hands. I hope so, for I fear the church may send others to determine my fate and we will unwittingly send them to their
3: doom. But maybe the terror will come to you anyways, as I fear their hunger is not satiated, especially as they fight over a single town and snaring as many victims as they can. How far may their seductive songs travel so that they may snare more souls? How many other towns and villages will be wiped out because of this? Maybe I should tell you to run, but if it spreads, I'm not sure you could get far enough away. Because what is going on here is a battle between angel and demon, light and dark, above and below. For the first time in all my life, I am unsure that two sides are any different. May someone save us all. My best wishes, Brother Peter.
0: Damn.
3: Hey. Holy shit. That yeah. is some
1: good Lovecraftian
3: literature.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, yep. So there's there's good two shit. baddies. There's good two shit, baddies. bro.
3: One but as above, so below. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're both calling to people, one to eat them, the other to
3: gaunt them? assimilate them
2: assimilate them they both have
3: different forms of assimilation but sure enough they're assimilating Mm. them yeah Yeah. and they both showed up around the same time as far as we know there's still a lot of unanswered questions which is for the best honestly yeah
1: yeah yeah no no further detail needed
3: yeah like i said just a few sentences need to be cleaned up grammatically but otherwise i think this is a there's some really 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 good imaginative imagery for these uh these horrifying abominations that are, you know, one at the peak of the mountain, one beneath the mountain.
0: I, yeah, I am just in awe. This is such a great story.
4: This is, this is very, very good.
3: I have to praise it though, because if we don't, uh, it might make Cthulhu mad enough that he'll wake up. So yeah. (laughs) Remember, he dreamed all this into existence. True, true. Holy crap.
2: Nobody Uh, should have given him the Bible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you people believe. Oh, I can write one better. This, I can I do that. <laughs> hey, Al has read. I need you to write this for me. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you already did it? Oh, cool. Sorry, that oh, was asleep.
3: Nice. nice. Uh, what did you call it? The Necronom Nom Nom. Okay, sure, but why write a cookbook?
2: <laughs> are, are you hungry?
0: Oh, okay, a little bit. Uh, uh, actually, that's something that uh, there's a book actually called The Necronom Nom, it's a cookbook inspired by uh, Call Cthulhu. Cool,
3: that's good. So,
2: yeah, that might be a gift for you guys at some point. <laughs> bring bring it with you when you visit us, and we'll cook out of it. Whoa. Sounds good. Mm-hmm.
3: We don't have a copy, but we might get one at some point. Uh, I mean, we're 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 definitely getting an affinity for like weird cookbooks. We still have to make some stuff from Heroes Feast since we got it back in uh, Portland when we all visited. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, how much? I, you... se- I got that semen cookbook. Anyway, um...
2: <laughs> the fuck? Okay. Wait,
3: oh, you did get the semen cookbook?
2: Yeah, that was weird
4: yeah uh so a secret uh, ingredient we're, is yep we're
3: doing this now um
2: <laughs> the story was so good we're not even going to talk about it we'll if you like you. what you hear
3: <laughs> we'll tell you what yeah that's a good point uh if you like this please check out the other fine podcasts on the creative horror network like uh, uh the jameson tapes and midnight marinara and the witching hour and darkly lit just to name a few and uh while you're at it, definitely subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. We upload twice a week, if all goes well. And if you want to hear more of the extra special nonsense we do before each recording, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash midnight marinara. Uh, you can join that, and we have the choice drags that get released. Uh, this is the one we recorded before this. is very interesting, um, in my opinion. And um, any any other plugs? Yeah.
4: Uh, Saturday nights uh, on Twitch, I am streaming Mass Effect, the whole trilogy. I'm on the first game right now.
3: It's really fun. I've been Uh, enjoying it. The Adventures of Shemp Shepard. Yep,
4: Shemp Shepard, who is a Dracula, uh, the the shotgun (laughs) monster.
3: He's absolutely a radioactive Dracula. (laughs) Look
4: at him. Um, (laughs) Also, I want to plug Natural Harvest, uh, a cookbook by uh, Paul Fody Fotenhauser, which is uh, all recipes that include semen. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs>
4: and uh, i bought it i bought it on uh amazon books for like four dollars and it's it's pretty lazy actually it's just oh. a bunch of like common recipes but also come <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah oh, it must been uh, i money. am curious that he's written a, he's done a second book about cocktails <laughs> oh god
3: literal
2: Get it? cocktails but
4: uh, <laughs> da. da, 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 da. That would have been a more that would have been a more clever clever joke than the one he went with the, the title which is just
3: semenology, the semen bartender's handbook.
1: That's not even that's just that doesn't even work. No. Yeah.
3: See C- semenology sounds like the kind of book where you use your cum to summon demons. Yeah, or just yeah. the study of cum. <laughs>
1: oh, this is just this is just his like excuse of like I brought you a Manhattan also went jizzed in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Questionist. No. This is our <laughs>
4: i i i i've looked at a preview of that one and it's all just like hey i made a gin and tonic also i put some of my cum in it well because that would be
1: a jizz and tonic which yeah is ah! i'm pretty
4: that's probably what it's called ah! it better some, be some of some of the some of the recipe names are funny but none of the actual recipes themselves are very creative
3: that's fair mm. yeah i gotta go to work so uh let's get anyway. these our freshest ratings and call it a day uh okay. i I will give this uh, I only listen to the mountain goats out of uh, several donkeys on a mountain trail.
1: I give this a fleshy white vein.
4: Um, I'll give it a Michael McDonald out of a possible Jonathan Davis.
0: I'll give this a Johnny Boy out of a Bro Doug.
2: I I mean, I'll give it a better uh, creation story than Genesis.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In the beginning, there were snake tendrils. (laughs) And everything was scary. (laughs) But everything
0: changed when Cthulhu attacked.
3: (laughs) Well, I hope we've appeased Cthulhu enough to now, uh, you know, keep him sleeping for another century or so. Another week. We'll be back next week. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Especially Cthulhu. Good evening intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>